Blackhawks Live. It's a break in there from the pass. He scores! That's hockey, baby! From the downtown studios of WGN Radio, it's time for Blackhawks Live. Let's pull back the curtain, go behind the scenes of your favorite hockey team. That's what we're here for, guys, to win. Blackhawks Live. Now, here's Joe Brand with Chris Bowden. Okay, guys, show us what you got. Well, what we've got is just a little bit more than 48 hours until the 2021-2022 Chicago Blackhawks season. I've said before that it should be an impressive one. Everything that the Blackhawks have done during the offseason should shape up an impressive season. But I think we're definitely guaranteed an entertaining season this year at the United Center. I'm Joe Brand. We've got Chris Bowden here with us as well on Blackhawks Live 720. Chris, I'm just absolutely thrilled to get the band back together. Uh, the Blackhawks have their band of 23 players. And how about Eric Gustafson being one of the guys on the roster? What was your reaction to seeing that move? Kind of out of the blue for the Hawks. Uh, well, hi, Joe. How are you? This, <laughs> this is odd. This is odd, but... But I'm glad to be back doing the show this year. Uh, and congratulations on becoming the, the Blackhawks new pre and post game host. <laughs> we can have fun with this, can't we? And, uh, congratulations to Nick Ismondi, who was my co-host last year. He's gotten a gig with the Seattle Kraken. So, uh, glad to be back aboard on the show Blackhawks Live every week. So, yeah, a little bit surprised, but maybe not when you look at the Blackhawks injury situation on the blue line. It is now a position where they have a bunch of guys knocking on the door, if not ready to become full-time NHLers. Some may need a little bit more seasoning, but when you figure that Caleb Jones and um, Wyatt Kalanuck were probably two of those candidates to become sixth, seventh defensemen this year, and they went down with injuries last week. Um, yes, Ian Mitchell will certainly get an opportunity. They still have Riley Stillman to perhaps have that uh, third pairing role, but bringing in Eric Gustafson uh, as a guy who can run the power play, we know that historically, and probably a position that Wyatt Kalanuck on that second power play unit, he was going to be at the top. Well, now that he's not there at the start, uh, Eric Gustafson, a guy who's very familiar with some of the personnel on that power power play where it really clicked three years ago, brought back. It's kind of a, a no-lose situation, and maybe he can regain some of that magic that he had back in the 2018-2019 season. You're absolutely right, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm thrilled to be back working with you. I wasn't trying to sweep everything under the rug. I was just no, trying to get right into it. It's all good. I threw away all my Blackhawks notes and encyclopedias <laughs> thinking I wouldn't have to do this again, but uh, here we are, and I'm happy to be doing it again. It'll be a blast this year. Absolutely. Well, we're glad to have your insight as well. Uh, Eric Gustafson actually met with the media today, and he talked about the number one thing he's excited to do, rejoining the Blackhawks. Play retainer? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, no, uh, I think it's confidence. I think uh, I move my feet a lot, and I, I uh, play strong every every play I, I played uh, on the ice, and I uh, I think uh, I know I can do it again. I know I can uh, make it maybe not 60 points, but I, I know I can uh, produce. So uh, I think I uh, hopefully can do this, this this year too. So obviously Eric Gustafson had the big year for the Blackhawks a few years ago, 60 points, and that was clearly a career high for him. But the Blackhawks are probably hoping that he can get to somewhat back of that form. Obviously the expectations aren't that high for a guy that just gets reacquainted into the roster right now. Another guy that is hoping for a big stride this year with the Hawks is Brandon Hagel. He's going to be our guest following this break because we're going to talk to number 38 about 
about what he hopes for this team and what he hopes he can bring to this team coming up this season. A quick break, and Brandon Hagel joins us on the other end here on Blackhawks Live 720 on 720 WGN. Hagel being pursued by Granlund, escapes the pursuit up the right wing side, then turns away, gives it to Henestrosa through center ice and over the Predator line. Henestrosa weaving to the top of the left circle, sets up Hagel on the slot, moves to the left circle, shoots, he scores! His second overtime game winner in a row! Brandon Hagel snapped it from the left circle over the shoulder of Saros and off the underneath side of the crossbar and into the back of the Predator net. The Hawks have finally beaten the Nashville Predators in a comeback fashion. The Blackhawks beat Nashville 5-4. to four. That is the kind of tenacity that Brandon Hagel brings to the United Center in a red sweater. He does it in a white sweater, too, when the team's on the road. But Brandon Hagel made an impact like that the moment he made it up to the NHL last season. We're pleased to have him joined with us here on Blackhawks Live 720 here on WGN Radio. Brandon, you have brought that type of play from the moment you took the ice for the Blackhawks. Where does that come from? Where does that going hard to the corner, bringing the energy every single minute onto the ice, where does that stem from? Has that always been a part of your playing career? Uh, yeah, I think um, it's just one of those things. I think everyone loves to play with the puck, um, so having the puck all the time is always fun. Um, but, um, yeah, I think it's just kind of been my game since I've been a little kid. I think working hard is one of the most important things um, to myself anyways. Um I think I credited my parents for that as well. I mean, they do that in their jobs um, day in and day out, so I don't know why I wouldn't do it in mine. So um, that's just one of those things that's kind of followed me throughout my entire career. And Brandon, how how would you characterize your training camp? Well, while you know, I know you probably have a, a better gauge starting Wednesday for whether you feel like you're, you're picking up where you left off last season. But I, I imagine part of your mo is to just treat this training camp like you have every other one, even though you've established yourself a little bit more with the team, have yourself a new three year contract. Just going in with the same mindset you always have, I, I imagine, is part of your mo. Is that what it's been? Yeah, I think so. I think. Um... Like, that's just kind of part of my game, like you said. So, um, and there's a lot of good players. I mean, this um, camp was really competitive. I know I, I know I played last year, but at the same time, I mean, a lot of new players come in. They work just as hard as I do in the summer. So I think um, me bringing it every single night, you never know what can happen or what, what's going to happen or what people are thinking. So I think um, every single night I just got to bring my, bring my best and uh, it doesn't matter where, where I stand. The valuable thing about you bringing your best, though, is it, it comes no matter what line you're on. And we saw a couple times in the preseason when you were on the bottom two lines just kind of creating a spark plug of energy for the team. And one of your teammates, Mackenzie Entwistled, you seem to mesh really well with him. But then when you're thrown up in one of the top lines with Jonathan Taves or Dominic Kubelik, you're able to gel with them, too. So what do you enjoy about that role, kind of being a Swiss Army type for this Blackhawks team? Yeah, it's nice. I think uh, I want to be someone that uh, the coaches can depend on and um, help other lines out. I think that's a really key thing into my game. I think I can bring energy for the team as well as for a particular line as well. So uh, I think that's just one thing I mean, I'm happy with. And I think, uh, I mean, it benefits the team as well as the line. Anything that I can help to win, that's kind of my main goal. 
We talked about, you know, tenacity, competitiveness, energy. Uh, that always comes to the table with you. But what areas did you work on in the off season? Where where do you want to see improvement here from last year to this season? Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of things that I obviously can get better at. But um, obviously I had a ton of chances last year that I probably should have scored. Uh, so that was something I really wanted to pin down in the summer, just kind of shooting and uh, different types of way of scoring as well. So um, that's one thing I wanted to work on. But as well, obviously wanted to get a little bit stronger and bigger. Um, that's obviously a main goal of mine pretty much throughout my whole career. So um, those are kind of just simple things. And then obviously when you come down here and work with some of the guys in the summer, I think uh, they can teach you things as you go and things that you need to learn to become a better player as well. Brandon Hagel, kind enough to join us here on Blackhawks Live 720. It's got to, it, it's had to have been a very interesting uh, training camp with all the competition and everyone talking about that competition elevating everybody's play, and that seems to have been the case throughout this preseason. But then all of a sudden, management goes and throws a curveball, and Eric Gustafson joins that joins this team. So, what's kind of been the chatter around the team with acquiring Eric Gustafson? What do you know about him? What have some of the other teammates said about him? Yeah, I mean, I obviously was just here a little bit uh, when I was up and down in my last year, so I only got to know him a little bit. But uh, we've seen what he's done in this league, so I don't know why he couldn't do it again. He did it in Chicago, so um, a lot of the guys are excited. Everyone's really excited. Um, He's he's a great person as well as far as I know him as now. He's a good guy. Um, Everyone really liked him. Um, The mood in the dressing room is like, we should be excited. We got someone someone like this guy we see like i said we've seen what he's done in this league and obviously his skills on the power play is definitely going to help us as well speaking along those lines uh, another guy that people are probably excited to to have on their team this year that they didn't a guy you faced a lot last season when columbus was in your division seth jones is now a teammate uh what's it been like going up against him as frequently as you did last year and what can you say about the skill set and what he will add to this team this year yeah, he's going to help us out a ton. I think he brings uh, offense, defense. Um, I mean, he can kill penalties. First power play unit. I mean, the guy's kind of got it all. He's one of those guys that every team wishes they had. Um, and, I mean, his off-ice, him as a person, he's an unbelievable guy. I uh, couldn't ask for a better teammate. So, to have him, everyone's excited. I know as soon as we acquired him, there was a lot of talk going around about how excited we were. and. Um, obviously us in Chicago, we want to win. So um, adding someone like him, that's definitely going to help. All right, let's just keep banging the drum. Another guy that you kind of knew but never really got to directly have an experience with, play with, Jonathan Taves. I I know it's been a fun summer for you getting to know him uh, a lot more. And so everything you hear about Jonathan Taves, does it all check out when you're on the ice with him then? Yeah, I mean, he's an unbelievable guy. He's a captain. Um, that's someone we definitely missed last year. I think he's he's definitely going to help us. I mean, we've seen what he's done. He's obviously won three Stanley Cups, so adding that guy into your lineup um, is going to help. And once again, it's easier captain. So um, it's he brings us together, brings the team together. Uh, as much as we have as much leadership in the room throughout the, basically the whole team, I mean, he brings us all as one and um, I mean, his play on the ice, we definitely missed that. And I know Chicago did as well. So we're all just as happy to have him back. And uh, I know he can't wait to get, start, get started, I guess, here on Wednesday. 
Brandon Hagel joining us here on uh, Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. Joe Brand, Chris Bowden, having a chat with uh, number 38 here. Uh, where do you think the team will be most improved this year? Uh, obviously, we made a lot of moves on the back end. I think um, our defense is pretty stellar back there. If you look at the guys we have, I mean, you got McCabe, you got Jonesy, you got all these guys back, our new guys back there. I think uh, they're... Everyone should be excited to watch them and see that. And obviously, uh, acquiring Flurry, I think you can't ask for a better goalie as well as a teammate. So um, having him back there has definitely helped us a ton. Going to help what, us a ton, I guess I should say. What have some of the exchanges been with you and Marc-Andre Fleury during practice? Because we've seen how competitive he is slamming pucks against boards, just giving up goals during preseason. And I'm not talking the preseason games, I'm talking practice. Have you guys had any uh, pretty significant chatter between each other? Yeah, definitely. He's one of those guys that you come down on and you really want to score on him because he's, you know he's going to bicker at you, but you you also want to bicker back at him, but you can't do that unless puck's in the back of the net. So, um, I mean, he goes 100% on every shot, um, rebound when he doesn't even need to play it out because there's another guy coming to shoot 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 on him. I mean, it's it's incredible. You've never I've never seen a goalie work so hard in practice, especially how good he actually is as well. So um, it just goes to show that um, that's why he is where he is, and that's why he's done what he's done. Um, just to have a guy like that, and I mean, he's one of the best guys. I got to know him a little bit, and like I said in practice, he's always uh, he's always on your case, and I I want to get on his case just as much. <laughs> well, I think what he's eight wins away from five hundred, so hopefully a milestone will be reached uh, fairly quickly here this season. Uh, we'll get back to the serious stuff in a second. But did you do anything fun? Over the summer, have any trips? I know there there was what, was there one. I know Debrinket got married, and you were there for that. I think Strom got married also. Was it was it uh, was it a busy wedding season for Brandon Hagel in the off season? Yeah, I went to Debrinket's wedding, and I think uh, Stromer just got engaged. So okay. hopefully, uh, that, that next the next summer should be fun as well. But um, yeah, that's kind of all I did. I came down here for a little bit, went home to see family, and then I came right back down here. I love Chicago, so. I wanted to get back here as soon as possible. Been trying to do some investigative reporting. Whose idea was it to sing Stacy's mom after Alex Debrinket's wedding? <laughs> was it yours? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll just I'll I'll take the heat on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no heat, no heat. It's a good song. <laughs> and how, and yeah, how was the good, rendition? It's a good song, but I'll take. I guess I'll take the credit for it then. <laughs> All right, and we we won't ask you to to, to break into it here. We're we're uh, we're not we're not that type here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you got uh, probably opening up the season against what is probably uh, the odds-on favorite for the division. Although this division is is bonkers, and it's going to be a heck of a battle to uh, hang with everybody. I think you guys have certainly made enough improvements to be capable of doing that. But just to scratch and claw your way into that eighth team field. Come April, but opening up against the Colorado Avalanche, I know you haven't didn't see them in person last year, but you certainly are aware of uh, what they are made of. What's the challenge coming up here Wednesday night to uh, drop the puck on the season? Yeah, I mean it's it's just a exciting season. Obviously, just kind of everything coming back to normal and everything um, having fans in the building. So obviously it's going to be competitive. We know where we're at. Uh, we know what we want to do here. So, um, everyone's just really, really excited. Brandon Hagel, kind enough to join us here on Blackhawks Live 720. Only last thing I got for you is, can you, 
Do you need to change your Twitter handle? It's bhags9. You're, you're 38. Was that your number in Rockford? Uh, yeah, actually, my favorite number was number eight, and uh, I think that Twitter handle might have been gone, so I just put nine. But, uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to change it to 38. I think that's probably the best play. All right, well, you can follow Brandon Hagel at bhags9 on Twitter. Follow him on Instagram as well. Brandon, thanks so much for joining us today, and best of luck this season. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Brandon. So that's Brandon Hagel as uh, he's really excited for an exciting upcoming year for the Blackhawks this season. Again, they will kick off the year in two days from now against the Colorado Avalanche. A 9 o'clock puck drop will start the pregame at 8.30, but uh, Brandon Hagel should be a big piece of this offense and for this Blackhawks team. We're going to take it uh, straight to news. David Jennings is standing by. You're listening to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. Blackhawks' first opponent of the 2021-2022 season will be one of the Stanley Cup favorites in the Colorado Avalanche. Welcome back to Blackhawks Live 720, along with Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. And now we're going to welcome in one of the radio and TV announcers for the Colorado Avalanche, and Connor McGahey. And Connor, it's just that. So through this past training camp, the targets have been on the backs of the Colorado Avalanche and somewhat of an early exit last season, but a lot of expectations for this team this this year, how much do you think that's going to play a factor into this upcoming season for them? I, that's just about as motivating as a factor as you can get, I think. And for them, they don't want it to be like that. They want to accept the fact that they're the favorites and live up to that expectation. And when you have McKinnon and Rantanen and Landis Gog and Taves and McCarr and the lot, you have to do whatever you can to live up to that. They went from being the underdogs in the Western Conference and beating Calgary uh, and then going to seven versus San Jose. That was an underdog year. The year before, they were in an underdog versus the Nashville Predators. And then really after that, it turned around to a place where you know, they, they were the favorites and they started to be the favorites because they had some of the best players in the game. So for them, I think they like the role of being the favorites, but now it's that hurdle of the second round of the postseason that they have to try and get over. Yeah, that's kind of leading into my next question because a lot of times that can just make teams a lot more eager to get the next season started because it seems like unfinished business from the year before. So how much do you think that that, in a lot of Avalanche's fans' eyes, probably early exit, how much is that going to play a role into this year? I think big time. I think the summer, even though it was a, technically a shorter offseason this year, I think it was longer for everybody in there. Um, you never want to see the golf clubs come out. And I think fans, uh, you know, they, they, fans who have been with this team from the beginning have now seen a couple generations of the Avalanche. They got used to the Forsbergs and the Sackicks and the Waz. And then there was a little bit of a downturn after 08 and then into 09. You get a third overall selection in Matt Duchesne. Uh, that era didn't exactly pan out to be, I think, what they wanted, and now you're on the uptick in the next in what they want to be, the next generation of that Sackick forsberg with McKinnon, McCarr, Landis Gog-Rantanen. So uh, I think fans live and die with the team, but I don't think... Uh, the emotions are ever equal to what happens inside that locker room. Blackhawks fans remember what it's like to no longer have Brandon Saad on their team, and now the Colorado Avalanche fans are going to experience that too. What does this team lose with Brandon Saad, and, and do you think it's much of a loss, or is this team just so deep that they can handle it? 
Well, I, I think when you're talking about top five forwards, uh, we talked about McKinnon, Landis Gog, Rantanen. Then you get into Burakovsky, who is a pure sniper in the NHL, Nazem Kadri as a second-line center. Uh, after that, the question marks start to come up where the goals are going to come from. Uh, a lot of them may come from the back end, but when it comes from forwards, you don't have Brandon side you don't have Giannis Donskoy and that's probably 45 goals that you're missing there how do you replace that uh in a player like Alex Newhook Sampo Ranta uh who have both made the team as of today uh can a guy like Darren Helm step up and get you some so there are question marks there when it comes to definitely secondary scoring a role that Brandon Saad played perfectly for the Colorado Avalanche and he was the show in last year's Stanley Cup playoffs so yes we share in the sentiment that uh, Saad and his innate ability to find the net is now departed on to another central division team. Another player that you guys were very familiar with last season is the Hawks new goaltender in Marc-Andre Fleury he didn't play in that first game of the second round it was Robin Leonard, another former Blackhawk goaltender, uh, but he did finish that series. What did you see in Fleury's handling of high leverage games? Because Hawks fans are hoping that he'll be able to do that a lot this year. Yeah, Fleury was the best goalie in the NHL last year. He should have won the Vesna, and it was hard to believe that he had never done that up until that point, despite the fact uh, he is a multi-time uh, Stanley Cup champion. So the fact that Stan Bowman and company had the cap flexibility to take on his contract and basically get him for free, and they did get him for free from Vegas, uh, is a huge asset. They've upgraded, obviously, there on the blue line with Seth Jones. Getting Jonathan Taves back is, is a huge addition. So I expect the Hawks to be very, very good and competitive uh, inside the Central Division and would not be surprised at all if, if they make uh, the postseason thanks to the additions of Flurry, uh, especially, because you can't go anywhere unless you have a goaltender, and Marc-Andre Fleury, to me, is the goaltender in the NHL. I know in the preseason it's just easy to drink the Kool-Aid and pull out all the positives, but you know how is the overall feeling of this Colorado team? Is it as positive as the Hawks right now, or everyone's just eager to drop the puck? I think so, and I think it's nice that it's you know, you get the second day technically of the NHL schedule. You don't have to wait around very often. Some teams are waiting till Friday to, to face off for the first time. Guys are sick of practicing at this point, and they just want to get going. And it, it's a big-time matchup. Chicago, one of the biggest markets in uh, North America. Uh, the Avalanche, the Stanley Cup favorites. It's on national television. And it's one of the best ways uh, for both fan bases and the league, frankly, to to really kick off the season on its second night. How was the off-season? Off-season was fine. I uh, Speaking of getting the golf clubs out, I uh, did that plenty. Probably the most I've golfed ever. And uh, trying to get that score down a little bit. But uh, overall, very, very good. But you know how it goes. Uh, we belong in, in, in these roles, and so it's good to be back doing this again. Well, we appreciate having you. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, Connor. Pleasure, Joe. Thank you. Connor's right. The last game for the Colorado Avalanche exhibition was this past Saturday where they beat the Dallas Stars 4-2, to and that's exactly the same schedule set up as the Blackhawks as they took down Minnesota on Saturday. Just a quick look at Colorado this offseason signing Cal McCarr, Gabriel Landeskog, trading for Darcy Kemper, mm-hmm. and uh, Nate McKinnon, Chris, with a couple of goals on Saturday. Surprise, uh, surprise. Right? <laughs> I know, right? That's, he, he looks to be back in full form, and you know, this is, this is quite a tall task for the Hawks to begin their season, but you know, you 
enter the season with such high expectations, you kind of want that adversity, right? Yeah, and I think Colorado, you know, I, I think in a very competitive division, they are pretty much the cream of the crop. It would be a surprise if they do not finish on top of the division as competitive as you know I just mentioned that it is. But uh, they have gone through some very painful growing pains in the last uh, couple of playoff series. You know, he had the one in the bubble where they didn't get nearly as far as they want. They get knocked off by the eventual uh, conference champion Dallas Stars. And then it happened to them again last spring when they weren't able to take that extra step and get over the hump. So we'll see if that, uh, you know, that 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 sore soreness that they've been living with over the course of the past two seasons, a lot of great teams have to go through that. They have to go through that disappointment first in order to reach the next level. You mentioned Darcy Kemper, you know, uh, very talented goaltenders, but Goaltenders that have not taken their teams uh, extremely deep in a playoff run. It was the same case last year with Philip Grubauer. So uh, if they can rally around him, if Kemper can stay healthy, yeah, I think they'll be every bit as dangerous a team we expect them to be. And as for the Blackhawks, you know the difficulties that the Hawks had in the preseason on the penalty kill. Took some positive steps there the last couple of games, but if they have a march toward the penalty box Wednesday night in Denver going up against that uh, avalanche power play, it's going to spell a little bit of trouble. So that's going to be key to this game. Not to mention the Blackhawks had a had a rough early start to last season going against the Tampa Bay Lightning and those first, you know, couple of games weren't the best, but then this team really took a big step forward doing a lot of those things right that did end up evening itself out, but again, kind of goes to show you what we saw last season. You get that tough opponent right from the get-go, maybe you figure some things out, start developing some chemistry and some confidence, and maybe that could happen again for the Hawks this season. I uh, quickly want to point out that Blackhawks Live 720 is sponsored by Boykies.com. Uh, go to Boykies.com and use the promo code WGN to get 10% off your first order. Our next segment after our break will be our What's On Your Mind segment. And again, this is brought to you by Boyke. So give us a call, 312-981-7200. Just tell us anything that's on your mind about this upcoming year for the Hawks. What are you most excited for? What are you most questioning right now? Maybe are you still on the fence about something, but a lot of good positives to pull from this past off season. We'll try to break it all down next. You're listening to Blackhawks Live 720 here on WGN Radio. Blackhawks Live 720 is sponsored by Boykies.com. Again, check out Boykies.com and type in promo code WGN for 10% off your next purchase. It's not beef jerky. It's Biltong. And uh, we're going to be giving away a prize package, 312-981-7200. So first person to call in and tell us what are your thoughts on this upcoming Blackhawks season. And Chris, I, I know I've got a handful of thoughts about this upcoming year, but do, do you have anything? Why, why don't we go with the question that you asked Brandon Hagel. Where do you think this team will improve most heading into this upcoming year? Well, first of all, Joe, a great video that you tweeted out concerning <laughs> concerning Boykies. I didn't know you were going with the stash again. By the way, I'm, I'm doing this show tonight from WGN-TV. Uh, where I've been uh, uh, working here for a little while, and uh, we have a, a radio line, so I can't see Joe tonight, but uh, I saw the video, didn't know you were going with the stash again, saved the playoff beard for the playoffs. Um, and by the way, I have had Boykies before. I think I went golfing with uh, the gentleman who was in charge of that company. I'm not a jerk guy. Well, I'm a jerk, but I'm not a jerk <laughs> guy. But I did try that. It is very good, so I encourage everyone to imbibe. But uh, we, I just mentioned playoff beard. I think this team is very capable of doing that uh, with with the personnel upgrades that they have made and 
um, most improvement should be defensively with uh, the addition, particularly of Jake McCabe. Now, Seth Jones, talking about him with Brandon a little bit earlier, had himself a down year last year. He didn't have his longtime partner, Zach Wierenski. That certainly affected things. He was on a bad Columbus team. But we all know what this guy is capable of. He's still only 26 years old. He has been signed to a very long, rich contract. And I think once he gets his legs under him, uh, I think he's going to contribute defensively as well as he has shown historically on that blue line. Between that and uh, bring uh, keeping Calvin DeHaan, not making a, a salary cap move with him, keeping Calvin DeHaan here along with Connor Murphy, I think that back line has really been solidified. Whether it can you know, be clicking from the jump and, and communicate and mesh well, especially with some of the other candidates that they had in the mix, the young guys in the mix being injured off the bat here, but between that and the addition of Marc-Andre Fleury, and if Kevin Lankinen can have a slightly lesser load than he had last season and be as effective, I think that's where they're going to be most improved, and uh, if they can do that and Another important point, avoid a slow start. Don't be playing catch-up like they have for many of the most recent seasons. If they can avoid a slow start, I'm not just talking about the game against Colorado, but uh, be competitive for the out- from the outset where you're not playing catch-up in the playoff standings. Uh, I think this team has a very good chance, despite the, competitive, the uh, competitiveness of the division, to be right there uh, come one, uh, first, second week of April. Man, so much to unpack there, and no pun intended, even though we're talking about Boykies right now, and they're a uh, fantastic, healthy alternative to beef jerky. Uh, we're going to take in a caller. Let's bring in Jimmy from Stager on line one. Jimmy, you're on Blackhawks Live, 720 WGN. What's on your mind about the Hawks this year? Good evening, guys. Uh, third place, we do make the playoffs, getting Marc-Andre Fleury, Seth, and uh, Chuck Colin Jones, uh, getting Dustin back, and, of course, getting Kay's healthy. Huge. We do get in. This will be a fun year in a very good division. Okay, so just a list of positives. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I, I think you're you're not in the minority with all of that. Do you have any concerns though heading into this year with all those positives? Oh, sure. Uh, obviously, first of all, hopefully a very healthy Jonathan Tay. Yeah. That is key because he's one of the obviously three best centers in the game still to this day. And obviously, to me, it's still him and Mark Andre Fleur will be the key to this team. No questions asked. All right. Well, Jimmy, are you a uh, are you a bit long fan or a Bill Tong fan? Excuse I, me. I have been a Blackhawks fan. I'm 56. I've been a Blackhawks fan since I was public school. I, my first goal was scored by Bobby Hall, guys. That's how far <laughs> I go back. All right. Well, now you're going to be a Blackhawks fan and a Bill and Tong, a Bill Tong fan, fan. Yeah. As we're going to send you a Boykies prize pack. Thanks so much for uh, chiming in here on Blackhawks Live 720. Let's uh, let's bring in Lori on line two. Lori, how's it going? It's going great. I am so excited and stoked for the season to start next week. I cannot tell you. The lines that Kaner's in, he's doing great. They're working with the new guys. Kays is healthy. Um, it's going to be an adjustment because there's some new guys here that our captain hasn't played with. But they're going to come together, and they are going to do well this year. Lori, thank you for the phone call. And, Chris, she brings up a couple of good points, uh, one being Patrick Kane on this line with Tyler Johnson <laughs> and Alex Dabrinkit. We know the chemistry that Kane and Dabrinkit yeah. have, but now now Tyler Johnson involved as well, and he seems to be a pretty good piece on this line. Yeah, and you know, back uh, as recently as a couple of years ago, uh, the game has changed in terms of the skill and, and size of players, whereas Patrick Kane 
used to be viewed as one of the smaller guys in the league. He's the biggest guy on that line at 5'10", right. with uh, Tyler Johnson at 5'8", and Alex Brink at 5'10". Interesting that Jeremy Carlton put those three together. But you know what? Yeah, you know, uh, Tyler Johnson is a skilled guy. I don't know if he's ever going to hit the, uh, you know, the, the 72 points, the 29 goals that he had uh, back in that 14-15 season when the Blackhawks faced Tampa Bay in the Stanley Cup final. But nevertheless, he has had a role that's going to grow from what he had in Tampa Bay. He was a little bit further down the lineup. So, uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how well those three click together from the outset. A very skilled group. So Jeremy Carlton, uh, just kind of brushed aside the size factor and putting those three together, yes, lines are going to change during the course of a season. What they start out on without on Wednesday night may not last the entire game. It's certainly not going to last the entire season, but interesting to see that. And we've kind of glossed over Jonathan Taves throughout this show, but it is great to see him back. And from what he has shown so far, I haven't been to a Blackhawks practice yet, uh, just watching them on TV in the exhibition season, but uh, really encouraging signs from what we see from number 19 after uh, spending an entire year off. He was sorely missed last year, but uh, I don't know about you, but uh, very encouraging the way we have seen him play throughout the exhibition season. No, you're right. And, you know, you bring up a good point. We we haven't talked too much about Jonathan Daves today because it's, it's just crazy how much it's become a standard now of he, him possibly returning to the Jonathan Taves of old when this was just a big question mark just a month ago. But he has shown every step of the way that he's ready to become the number 19 that Blackhawks fans have been waiting for. And I also just want to credit him and the Blackhawks for being patient and just careful with this situation. They didn't seem to rush anything. Nothing's been declared one way or the other about him returning for opening night, but that is the plan as of right now. And it's just really fun to see that he's been able to make this this turnaround and uh, just kind of put this in his rearview mirror, at least for what we know of right now. Chris, it's been an absolute blast to get back involved with you. I'm so glad we we got you back here on the airwaves, Same. too. Same here. Uh, and, you know, you said earlier we can't see each other, but I've never felt closer to Chris Bowden. <laughs> oh, boy. It's, it's and, been so long. And, hey, uh, you, we were talking about number 19. Let's have a quick shout-out to uh, our number 19, Troy Murray. Blackhawk fans familiar with He's in a battle right now, going undergoing cancer treatments. Troy, we are always thinking about you. You're never far from our mind. And uh, we'll mention you every week. You're mentioned on every broadcast how much we miss you. And you got a lot of people in your corner here as you uh, battle your way out of this. Hope to see you soon. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. Troy, we're thinking of you. We love you. We miss you. And we can't wait to see you back at the United Center. He's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. This has been the season debut of Blackhawks Live 720. Be sure to stay tuned to WGN Radio, all the facets for plenty of Blackhawks coverage throughout the year. We will talk to you Wednesday night when the Hawks begin their season against Colorado. Again, he's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. Thanks for listening to Blackhawks Live.